I'd like to welcome everybody to today's webinar uh, on the golden triangle of IT thought leadership knowledge. Many of you know me, but just in case, I do see some new names here. Uh, my name is Eric Bloom. I'm the executive director of the IT Management and Leadership Institute. I'm also its founder. Um, you can read my bio here. I've done a number of things, written some books, do some public speaking, do some executive coaching, and do some of the teaching associated with our certifications, the ITMLP and ITMLE. Looking at those that are on, I actually see some people who've received those. So congratulations and welcome. So as we get into today's topic, the first thing that I'd like to say is I just like to talk about IT, the profession that we're in, is we have a huge advantage over in over any other part of the organization. IT is the only business function that sees the entire organization at a process, data, and transaction level. Certainly human resources, finance, and potentially other organizations will touch every part of the organization. However, they'll see it from just their aspect of it. We, because we're providing automation, because we're working with them on process, digital transformation, et cetera, what all of those things lets us do is see things at, a, at this transaction level, which has many advantages for us, you know, as we're truly trying to provide thought leadership. The first of these advantages is, is we can identify cross-department processes and technology synergies. Like, hey, department one over here is doing this. Well, you know what? Department B over there is doing that, and it's about the same. So I bet the two of you could work together. Maybe we could come up with a single piece of software that would work for both. Or this department A has a great process to do something. And just in, just because we have uh, exposure to other parts of the company, we could say, hey, department B over here, you know, you may be interested to know that department A is doing a similar thing in a really awesome way. You may want to talk to them. Uh, another thing that we have, uh, you know, by having this preview of the entire organization is it allows us to discover ways to reuse technologies designed for one department but then could be used in other parts of the organization. Why, again, we have this wide view. What it also allows us to do is assess newly released hardware and newly released software products that are applicable across multiple business silos. So again, we're analyzing a piece of software for one part of the company. Hey, if we're buying it anyway, wouldn't it be great if we could use it here and here and here, or at least inform those other departments the technologies of this type that now we may own are available for use. But all of this collectively, our wide view, the things it allows us to do, is it allow it provides us the opportunity to provide to provide thought leadership across the full organization. But this raises a question. And what the question is, is what knowledge is required for IT management to become this internal thought leader that we're talking about? So let's go in and now dig into these three types of uh, uh, three types of uh, of knowledge. The first of which is understanding IT megatrends. These would be everything that's out there. It could be whether our department, whether our company is currently using it or not. This is just literally everything going on in our industry. So uh, machine learning, blockchain. Everything going on in cybersecurity right now, which is huge and, and is continuing to grow. Our robotic process automation called RPA. 3D printing. Virtual and augmented reality. Edge computing. Facial recognition. 
chatbot technologies, and just this list of basically new technologies that are available to us from an IT perspective, the list goes on and on and on. So why is this important for us to know? Well, first what happens is it's easy for us in IT to only look inward to the technologies that we're currently using, the processes that we've currently defined, and the business needs of that, that internal constituency that we deal with. Now, um, I know I did that for many years. It was really hard to look out and see everything else that's going on. And the reason is, it's not that we weren't interested. It's just that there was a lack of time. You know, if we're work using all of our brain cells, so to speak, to implement new systems, to understand the technologies that are being brought in either by our department or for our department from other parts of IT or other parts of the organization. So what I'd like to suggest here is part of this whole thought leadership theme is widen your focus to include other technologies. You know, not everything even that we've mentioned in the last page, other than it's ideal for you to get this deep understanding. But what's going on in other industries? What's already in-house that you could be using in other ways, tied back to our first slide that I showed earlier? What technologies are being used by the competition? And you might think, and wait a minute, how am I going to know that? Well, you know what? You can find that out in a number of different ways, including professional associations with people who are from, uh, from a similar industry, things along that line. Um, also, as it could be by using the technologies that are, are being used by your most sophisticated clients or customers, sort of depending on what you name them. You know, but the idea is here is you're looking beyond your current job role. You're looking to see, hey, what else is out there? And always asking yourself the same question. Hey, how can we use this? How could this be of value to us? Yikes, look what our competition is. What should we do to protect ourselves from this, et cetera? The second one of these technology, of these uh, knowledge areas is understanding industry business trends. You know, you, for those of you who've heard previous talks from mine, taken our classes, et cetera, uh, is you know that a consistent theme of mine is that IT executives or IT managers, sort of anybody up and down the management chain within IT, we can't just be the chief techie anymore. What we need to be is a strong business executive who, by the way, has the ability to lead a technical organization. Why? Because everything that we are doing is to support that organization. And regarding understanding our clients, you know, our, the company's uh, ultimate clients or customers, you know, those paying the bills, so to speak, is even if within IT, we're not working with them directly, we're helping and working with the people who are working with them directly. So the more we know about them, their trends and so on, the better it is for us. With that now, um, you know, uh, let's look at that a little bit deeper of what this includes. Uh, how many of you have read your company website? What's your company's goals and your company's objectives? What are the general economic conditions, you know, in all of the parts of the world where you're, uh, you know, where your company is working? You know, you may be based here in the U.S. However, you may have European operations. If those op European operations uh, that are going on are very, very energy intensive, you know, then what's going on now, you know, with potential energy or climate and temperature there may affect you directly or your clients or whatnot. So sort of general economic conditions. But the next one is what are the conditions in your specific industry? And I'm going to give you an example of this. You know, let's go back a couple of years, you know, when COVID first came out. Uh, is that, you know what, if you work for a pharmaceutical firm, some type of health firm, you know, you're, you were doing great. 
All right, if you worked for Zoom, you were doing great. However, if you were working for an airline or a hotel or something else in the travel or leisure, leisure industry, probably not so good at that time. So it's important for you to know both general industry trends, uh, general trends, economic trends, as well as those related to your specific industry. The next is what's the competitive land landscape? You know, when your salespeople are out there, whatever product you're selling, what, uh, what are they competing with out there in regard to technology, tools that help them use technology? Now, for competitive landscape, I'm going to go a step farther than this also and say, well, you know, some of you I can see by the names in, you know, you're with municipalities, for example. You say, hey, if you live in our municipality or our city, you know, we have no competitors. No, but what you have is you have great knowledge that you can share and that others can share with you. Because you know what? The city of Boston really isn't uh, competing, you know, with the city of Nashville. Uh, or the city of Oregon, or the city of Miami, you know, certainly maybe for it, it's some level to gain industry within their state, but 99.9% .9 of the stuff done is for the constituency. So you know what, if the city of Boston is, comes up with some great idea on how to use wireless technology that helps the citizenship, that could be shared with uh, cities all around the country. Uh, so sometimes you'll be the giver of information, sometimes you could be receiving it. So as I'm saying, your industry, take that term lightly, uh, or loosely rather, you know, from a, this wider perspective. It also be, could be your customer trends or pain points. Back to the municipalities for a minute, what are the pain points? It could be finding a parking space, so you're going to go with smart metering. Um, you know, in companies, it could be, you know, what are your customers finding difficult in order to be able to do? You know, like in any industry, any sales, if you can find your customers' pain points, then you within IT can help those facing outward. But in addition to that, what are the pain points of your internal business users? In other words, what can you do to help them? And then lastly here, what's going on in the legis legislative activity that could be local, state, or federal that could affect your particular operations or company? So now, as we've looked at this sort of cast of characters regarding industry business trends, let's think more again of looking outward, not just inward. Like said before, it's easy for us in IT to only look inward at our business partners' needs, and then you know what? Then let them look out. Let them look outward at everything that's going on related to the business. You know what I would suggest to you here is within your industry, understand your organization's role in the marketplace, the competitive landscape, and industry trends. You know, in other words, are they moving more in the direction of your company or more away from it? Like, for example, with, um, you know, with box stores and retail, you know, anyone who is now in retail, pretty much if they're a, a larger chain, you can also buy things online. There is that shift going from one to the other, et cetera. You should know that uh, because it will help you help your internal business people do things for the company. The next is how about outside your industry? You should be knowing this also. How do you learn about this? Well, you want to be watchful for economic trends, legislation, customer demographics, and other external factors that affect your industry. You might be saying, well, all this is fine, but how do we do this? You'll be seeing that in a few slides coming up. But next is, if you do these things, just take on faith that you'll be able to for a moment, it allows you to better anticipate the internal, your internal business partner's needs. It'll allow you to understand your business partner's customers and their challenges which then certainly affects those business partners. And ultimately, what it will allow you to do, it'll help you get a seat at the business strategy table. 
So, you know, you won't basically just be told what systems need to be built, what applications need to be deployed. You can have a seat at the table helping to define what the strategy is and thus the applications, the systems, whether they be on-prem, on-cloud, or any other mixture of the two, um, is that you'll be there at the table where the decision is made. Because very often what happens, and, and this happens when I speak to project managers, they say, oh, I'm right in from the beginning of the project. I say, what do you mean by that? Well, the first thing they do is hire me. I'm the project manager. And I'd say, yes, but you know what? If There are many steps that go before hiring the project manager, figuring out the corporate strategy, figuring out how that corporate strategy relates to technologies that should be moved toward, getting the funding and approvals in order to move forward with that project, prioritizing where that project meets within other projects, and then they hire the project manager. So my goal here is, is again, to help you move to be the thought leader that would get you in earlier in this process. And the third thing, now that you understand all of the mega trends, and I don't mean a deep understanding, just be cognizant they exist. And the same thing, you know, with the business trends going on within your industries. Now, the real trick for you at your firm is you want to understand the intersection of the two, namely the mega trends and the business trends. So this could be things like, you know, what are the primary vendors in your industry? What are the emerging technologies in your industry? Uh, I'm ex-financial services is that I spent probably 20 plus years in um, in the IT side of at the asset management business. And, you know, what we had groups that would on an ongoing basis uh, invite in new um, new startups that had technologies that could help people pick stocks, reconcile stocks, um, calculate bond prices. I mean, all of these things, new startups that we could use to our advantage that were just beginning to enter the market. Why would we want to know that? Because if we, wanted, we were one of the first people to use those emerging technologies before it was more well-known, it could give us a competitive edge. It could potentially reduce our costs or increase our revenues. And that's just in our industry, which ones obviously are in your industry. Next is industry-based technology standards. You know, every industry, I'll just pick on EDI. I picked on retail before. Many of the major retail, uh, the, the retail chains, what they do is they order from the manufacturers of the products that they sell using EDI. Now, that may be looked at and say, oh, boy, that's a 40, 50-year-old technology. It is. But you know what is that uh, based on just what, what I've read in the press is that uh, uh, Walmart isn't a customer of mine. But if you're going to work with Walmart, then you know what is they're going to send you orders through EDI. So if you want to work with them or other major vendors like that, you better learn how to use EDI. And those standards, you know, are continually enhanced and so on as technology and need changes. And that's just one of a million different directions. Next is emerging general technologies that could provide value in your industry. So, you know, back to just the megatrends. You know, it's not even a trend yet. It's just sort of a little wave out there in the ocean somewhere. If you can identify any of those and be the first in to use it, it could give your firm an incredible technical edge. So advice now related to this, you know, is what technology, you know, using technologies to enhance your organization is what it's all about from a thought leadership perspective. So what I'm going to suggest to you here is, you know, um, is, you know, a business and industry knowledgeable IT executive, right? That's the business first technology. Second, it's being an IT executive who, I mean, a business executive who, by the way, knows how to run an IT shop. That's that bolded text there. But you can provide a unique form of thought leadership 
based on the combined understanding of your of your organization from the inside out. What that is, the technologies, the capabilities, the internal company-wide processes, data architecture, and data movement. So you get all that. Why? Well, you're in IT. But what you can also do with that business knowledge is you can look at your organization from the outside in. Uh, for industry trends, you know, who are the competitors, customers, general economic conditions, I could even say industry conditions, etc. Also, by understanding the relationship between general IT megatrends, those things that are just coming out, and industry-specific vendor-related products and services. You know, maybe you've never used uh, 3D printing, and you say, well, where could we possibly use that? If you're a manufacturing firm, maybe you could use it in prototyping. You know, um, you know, what other trends are out there that could be available, available to you? Like the chat bots that we mentioned in that list. Maybe you want to add one of those to your, uh, to your website. We're starting to see that more. I mean, yes, there's, you know, uh, um, um, Alexa and all those, but maybe you could add it directly into your website where, you know, you have chat or someone wants to ask a question or some type of analysis. You, they can type it in or just say, Hey, press this button talk into it, it prints out what it said, they print it and it's off. You know, not that that's, you know, uh, not that that's, you know, rocket science at this point, but it's something that's not in a lot of websites. Wouldn't it be great if you could connect that into your website additionally, rather than having to use Siri or one of the standard technologies? Now, what all of this does is this now raises a question for you. What that question might be is, all right, so how do I get this knowledge? You know, we're saying, oh, yeah, you should know more about the megatrends and you should know more about this and more about that. Well, how do you get it? So what I'd say is, you know, the idea here now is, is to understand more about the megatrends, more about the industry business trends, and then more about the understanding of the intersection of the two. Is these come in many cases from very different places. But if you can establish it and gain that knowledge, you know, ongoing inputs. This isn't a figure it out once and then it's the same for five years. Well, all of these will change on an ongoing basis. But the question is, where can you get this knowledge? And I'm going to say, where can you get this knowledge without spending a lot of time? The reason is, is everybody has a job. You all have a job. That's the things from stopping from you from looking at this stuff in the first place. That's why in the earlier slides, what it said is, is that uh, we look inward. Why are we looking inward? Because that's our technical world, what our business users want, what technologies we have in our finger, at, at our fingertips, et cetera. So let's look at some low cost, low time consuming ways that you can gain this knowledge. The first of which is for the IT megatrends. What I would say is find two or three websites that you really like. Is you know, I'm partial to CIO.com uh, because, well, I write for them. <laughs> so as a result, that's one that's always, that I'm always bringing up. You know, I'm sitting on a bus waiting at a doctor appointment. You know, and, uh, you know, when I'm instead of playing games on my phone, what I'm doing is I'm saying, gee, you know, what are the latest things on the website? But there's a number of these. You know, there's Mac World, Network World, uh, Computer World. You know, moving away from the worlds, there's ZDNet. Um, you know, there's obviously CIO.com. Um, there's, um, you know, macro trends. There's a number of these that you, that you could go to, to just at first, you know, it's like, oh, what's this mega trend? I don't know anything about it. And you'll read the text below it and say, oh, that's really interesting. You know, I never knew what edge computing was. But then once you get an understanding of what they are, you could do it even in a lot less time. Oh, interesting. This company is offering edge computing. This is going on. That's going on. Huh. This one seems interesting, and that's the one you read. 
So just by, you know, the casual reading of almost the headlines and maybe the first paragraph or two of these different things, once you dig in, can really keep you um, abreast, again, at very little time when probably it would have been wasted time otherwise, just by looking at websites on your phone. The next is IT professional associations, you know, by talking to the members, but also who are the sponsors? If all of a sudden, whatever industry you're in and you belong to a professional industry, a professional association associated with it, or just general tech, uh, like, for example, I went to a, uh, it was a SIM conference in um, St. Louis, and you saw an enormous amount of stuff there related to um, RPA, project uh, uh, process Robotic process automation uh, related to cybersecurity and two or three different things, other things. So I'm thinking, wow, all right, this is giving me a good idea that's there when I mention to walk around the vendors. In fact, I'm going to tell you what I do is when I go to conferences, <clears throat> you know, when they have the great, um, you know, opening or, you know, closing or other, you know, big event speakers. So let's say the speaker is not talking about something specifically in the industry. You know, it's just, <clears throat> excuse me, great entertainment. You know, but not anything I'm going to learn something from. What I like to do, believe it or not, is rather than go and listen to that, that's a great time for me to go and talk to the vendors. <clears throat> Excuse me. The reason I want to talk to the vendors then is they have time to talk to me because everybody else is listening to the big keynote speaker that came in. <clears throat> now, I, what I will do in fairness to the keynote speakers is usually what they do is they provide those on video afterwards. So I'll watch it later and see what they had to say. Usually it is words of wit and wisdom and brilliance, uh, you know, or just fun entertainment. But I'll use that time to maximize my value to understand what's going on in the megatrends. Next is, um, <clears throat> if not professional associations, general IT conferences related to whatever technology it is. You know, if you're uh, heavily in, say, for example, help desk, there are help desk conferences. Some of them, in fact, will be vendor sponsored or vendor user group based. Um, others could be, another thing I'd suggest is make technology a hobby. Uh, some of the best technologists that I have ever met in my career, one person actually in particular comes to mind. What he used to do is, believe it or not, he had, well, at the time it was Linux, uh, Unix, it was quite a while ago. He had a Unix machine in his basement, a Windows machine in his basement, uh, you know, a couple of others. He had a Mac machine in his basement, and he loved playing with this stuff. So what he did, like when new versions of Unix came out, again, obviously now it would be Linux, but at the time it was Unix. Um, what he'd do is he'd uh, upload it onto one of his machines, he'd install it, he'd figure out how he worked, he would look for the new features that were in it. Why? First of all, he just loved it. It was sort of a hobby of his, <clears throat> but then it made him a true thought leader to his peers and within the organization because it went to be installed. He already knew about it. And then there's the standard cast of characters of podcasts. <clears throat> Find a few that you like, you know, that, that there are many out there related to technology. Um, in addition to that, YouTube, you know, if you can't figure out how to uh, somewhere on YouTube that tells you how to do something, then no one knows how to do it. But also one other place is there are some specialized TV shows, you know, that uh, that are very much technology oriented. Uh, one that I really like to follow, actually, is on BBC America. It's called Click. And what they do, it's about half an hour long. And I don't even know how many times there. I think it's once a uh, once a day they do it or once a week. I don't know. I catch them on, um, you know, I DVR them and watch them then. 
Um, but the thing is, they really dig in the specific technologies, you know, uh, mostly related to, uh, you know, to everything from facial recognition to security to whatnot. A lot of it, it has a sort of a consumer tint to it a little bit. Um, but uh, but the thing is, is there's an enormous amount of knowledge that I've learned related to that. Um, also, you know, there are many specials on Netflix and other things along that line, specifically related to technology, social media, things along that line you might find of value. Next is, well, where do you get all of this business knowledge, you know, related to your industry and your company? Uh, first of all, dare I say, industry periodicals. Um, there are a few, actually, that are still printed, but find the website equivalents to them. You know, go there and see, hey, what's going on? Um, also, you know, a new employee, the new employee training manual at your own company. Have you ever read it? You know, what's really interesting is one of the things that I think is of great value uh, to any IT organization is, you know, whenever a new employee is hired, what they have is, you know, the general uh, the general orientation. You know, this is you sign up for your benefits. You get that video of the president, you know, those kind of things. But I think that there also should be for IT. Uh, a specific orientation that talks about what the major systems are, the vendors you work with, the main data movements, you know, the cloud-based architectures, the naming conventions, all of that stuff to get people up to speed more often. <clears throat> but in addition to IT, guess what? The business people do stuff like this too. So for example, when a new salesperson is hired, generally speaking, what they'll do is they'll be put through two or three days of training. Sometimes it's a day, sometimes it's a couple of weeks on what the products are, how the company positions itself against competition, all of those kind of things. You know, if that's a shorter thing that you or you could have your team, if you're in a management role, to have people fit into it, you know, that, that's a great thing to take. Why? Because it gives you a better understanding of what's going on, um, you know, regarding not only your company, but its industry. Next is casual observation of the business people you work with. You know, uh, hey, what you working on? Uh, oh, yeah, uh, we're going to be speaking at a con uh, one of the industry conferences on blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. Hey, could you give me a five minute uh, flip through it? You know, maybe even use me as a as an example. I'd love to hear what you're speaking about regarding the industry. The classic example, actually, of this um, is that in one of your staff meetings, you know, your IT staff meetings have a free speaker. Doesn't cost you any money. And who is that free speaker? If you're working on financial systems, it's the CFO or someone report or the CFO's designee. Uh, if you're working on HR systems, bring in the head of HR to speak to your department about what's going on in that direction. Maybe it's just the CIO if you can get them in or someone else from another part of the business. It's a great thing to be able to do because it widens the business knowledge of you as well as the people in your team. Industry professional associations, who are the members, who are the sponsors, and industry conferences. Uh, in, uh, an industry conference that I actually belong to is, is that you, um, you may have heard this. It was actually in my bio if you saw it. I'm a member of National Speakers Association. So, yes, you know, the speaking is its own industry and has uh, actually its own association called National Speakers Association. So when I go to that, guess what I do? I talk to the members, hey, what are, you, what are you doing? What's going on? What trends do you hear related to the speaking industry, which I'm a member of? And then I go and I look at all the sponsors. Who's sponsoring the conference? Like, why would they be sponsoring it? They're sponsoring it because they have some type of technology or service or something along that line that I might be interested in, or at least to know that my competition is interested in. It. 
And then I'll go to the vendor booths as mentioned before. And in fact, I've hired some of these people from these vendor booths, whether it's on public relations, a new type of technology, an extension of Zoom, you know, uh, social media type things, thought leadership, book writing, you know, all that kind of stuff. I'll go there and at least know what's available to me on the business side, away from, you know, the, the technology, you know, as we're defining it here as part of IT. And also your vendor and competitive websites. You want to really learn what's going on at one of your major competitors? Let's say you work for, I don't know, um, uh, BJ's. Then it would be great for you to not only look at your own website, which to see everything that's there, but maybe go to the website for, uh, for Costco or maybe for Target or for Walmart. You know, all sort of major retailers. I know that some of them are member based and some of them aren't, as I've said that. But the thing is, you're really still your company is really still in competition with them. So what I want you to do as you're thinking of these things is, is that, you know, try to sit back and spend a few moments and say, gee, how can I learn more about the trends? Which magazines do I really like or websites, you know, like CIO.com, Ziff, uh, Ziff Davis, Tech Trends, you know, one of those say, which one really is interests me and has the type of data at the organizational level that you would be really interested in? Do the same thing for the business side. Well, what things can I do to really learn more about the business? Now, you might be saying, you know what, uh, I'm working on help desk. Why do I need to learn more about what my business does? Well, because um, many of the applications that the people you're supporting as part of the help or service desk are specifically designed to talk to those people outside the business. But let's say you're working on infrastructure. You know, you're in charge of, um, you know, the internal intranet, uh, internet, uh, uh, internal uh, wireless and uh, the physical routers for the hardwired machines. Why do you want to know about the business trends? Well, you want to know about it because uh, there are because your company is going to be doing things that will eventually mimic or position it to better meet with that competition. One thing that I heard recently is that uh, what one company is doing is that they are putting a lot more smaller places. They are primarily a company that sells through the Internet. But what they're doing in major cities is they're putting up like very small things where people can return things more easily. So as a result, what they're looking for to save money is they don't want high bandwidth to these places. So what they're doing is, is they're saying, all right, where can we get reasonable bandwidth, you know, at reasonable price? What low, low type tech, uh, technologies can we put in with these one or two people who are, um, you know, who are sort of uh, working the booths in those stores to be able to do that? That may be something you've never, you, that you would have, may not have seen before. So in any event, just look at all of those things about your business, because if nothing else, remember, as you move up the, through the ranks, regardless of where you are in IT, your jobs are going to get less technical. They're going to get less hands-on, and they're going to become more strategic. And as they become more strategic, it ties back again to the business knowledge and thought leadership. So now with all of that said, let's talk about your, uh, your thought leadership transformation is what most of you have, I would venture to say all of you have now, is what's called vertical knowledge. Vertical knowledge is whatever expertise you're in. You're a project manager, you're a business analyst, you're in charge of uh, infrastructure as a, um, a system, a uh, enterprise architect. You're in software development, testing, whatever it is, you are a true expert in that. You've been doing it for a long time. Maybe even you're now the manager of the experts that are doing this. That's vertical knowledge. Horizontal knowledge is all of those things that I've been talking about. It's understanding how specific technologies or processes can be used in a wide variety of industries and professions. 
The reason is, is if you see how they're used other places, then what does that allow you to do? It's the combination of, again, your deep knowledge in an area and your wide knowledge that we've been talking about that provides this, this thought leadership potential. And what is thought leadership? It's having the ability to combine your vertical knowledge with this newly acquired horizontal knowledge in innovative ways, and then being willing to share those, those ideas that you come up with, those creative thoughts of blending new businesses and technologies, even if it's just, hey, they're using that, we could use that. It's the willingness to share it with those you work with that truly sets you up internally as a thought leader. But now, what are we going to think about? Well, there's a number of things that we can be thinking about as we're, we're being, uh, as we're trying to find application for technologies and processes and so on. This is the typical cast of characters that you've seen in IT for 40 years, 50 years, you know, enhancing the uh, product's useful life streamlining production processes, in, uh, improving uh, the quality of a product or service, uh, increasing employee productivity, and so on. Here, That's what we've always done. That's really why, why companies have IT. But with digital transformation, what we also should be looking at is the creation of new products and uh, new markets. Because the top of these is traditional business process reengineering. In fact, when people ask me, they say, hey, Eric, what's digital transformation? What I tell them it is, what I tell them it is, is it's business process reengineering on steroids. Why? Because digital transformation or digital strategy is more the term people are using now, includes all that stuff. But what it also includes is these. This is where new products and new markets can be developed. So every time you're looking at, say, a data set, think to yourself, gee, how else can this data set be used to maybe set up a new product for the company, uh, increase analytics? save us money, make us money, and also ask those same questions and say, how can this data be combined with these other kinds of data to be able to make us more money, start new products, increase analytics, and, and, and et cetera. In fact, uh, you know, I talk the talk or walk the walk, I guess they say, um, is that I was reading CIO.com yesterday, and I read others. I mean, I've talked to them a couple of about them a couple of times, but I read others also. Um, but they had an article, I don't remember exactly what it was called, but something to the uh, effect of unlocking your company's dark data. Now, by dark data, I'm not talking about the web, you know, the dark web and that kind of stuff. I'm talking about the enormous amount of data that's in your organization now that nobody's really paying too much attention to, or it's being used just in one way to process transactions or to do something else or a third thing kind of thing is what this article had suggested is look at all the different types of data you used internally. How could it be used to provide better reporting and insights to senior management? Predictive analytics on what customers are doing and so on. So that's what you should be doing here if you're in the data area and you're seeing data company-wide. Think, gee, how can we combine this in new ways to do new things? And it's as you come up with ideas for the things shown on this page here, uh, as well as other things related to it. That's what's going to move you to being in, seen internally as a true thought leader. So what I'd like to do now is I'd like to thank you for spending, I guess, uh, 36 minutes of your time with us. Uh, just a couple more things before we call it a day. Uh, many of you, have, uh, maybe not all of you, but many of you know, uh, is that we do these on a monthly basis. Our next one is on September 9th, and it's on influence-based negotiation. 
namely is you're internally negotiating with people on uh, on delivery dates or number of features or scope creep or externally with vendors. These are a bunch of tips which will, uh, you know, give you a little bit of extra, let me say, influence to get the things that you need in them. In fact, when I think of negotiation, what is it? It's interactive influences. I'm influencing you to get what I want, and you're influencing me to get what you want. Again, that's on September 9th. Um, also is, is that uh, if, you, uh, if you'd like to hear this again, or you have friends who you think this would be a value, whether they signed up or didn't sign up for today's webinar. This will be in our, um, you know, in our library. If you, oh, I'm sorry, that's the next one. Uh, if you click on research, we're actually doing new research on what are the skills and attributes of people that are needed to move into uh, more senior management roles and the skills that are required to, you know, move into a manager, director, VP, and eventually a CIO role. If you have a little time, it would be great if, uh, if you wouldn't mind clicking on research and filling out our survey. The other thing that I was going to mention also is that uh, should you want to hear this again, should you, um, you know, like reruns, uh, or if there are people that you work with who are either unable to make it today and signed up, or you just think it would be a value to them, um, I would say on Monday, you'll be receiving an email. What's in that email, uh, it's going to um, basically tell you that uh, today's webinar, it's been recorded, uh, and it will be in our IT leadership library. And uh, you'll be able to uh, to go in there for free for, I think it's three months, be able to go in and see this one. We keep the most recent ones free. Uh, but anyway, to be able to see this, so show it to your friends and relatives. There's a ton of other data in there they might find of value. And certainly what we're known for, and I know that some people here have actually signed up previously, um, the IT Management Leadership Institute is with a governing body for two certifications in IT management, which, by the way, have been recognized by both IDG uh, as well as Indeed.com as top IT um, IT research uh, IT leadership programs. The ITMLP is primarily designed for soon-to-be IT managers up to about five years of IT management experience. Or if you look at the topics and say, wow, I could use the stuff that's on here. The more advanced one, the MLE or ITMLE, IT Management and Leadership Executive, this one is designed for, I like to call it managers of managers, these are people who have, uh, uh, you know, a man, you know, been in the profession for a while. They usually have job titles like IT director, maybe VP of IT, CIO, and maybe a 30 person shop kind of thing. Uh, but I like to refer to it as manager of managers because these other ter teams, uh, terms and titles mean so many other things. Um, we offer the, uh, the ITMLP approximately once a month. Actually, we're offering it twice in September because the first one filled. Um, and the MLE, we are, we did it actually and ended yesterday. It's offered again in November and then will be offered, I think, four times in the year ahead. With all that said, what I'd like to do is I'd like to thank you for spending this time, uh, you know, on a uh, Friday, uh, on a nice Friday summer afternoon with us. Um, I hope you found it to be of value. Um, thank you for joining us.